Yes, we are on our way somewhere, aren't we? You know you're on your way somewhere, right? You know where you're going? I hope you know where you're going. If not, talk to me right afterwards. You're on your way somewhere. When you were uh, little, when you were a little kid, did you ever go on a long trip with your parents? Did that ever happen? Or if you were a parent, did you ever have kids and you go on a long trip? <laughs> Short trip. Short trip, wow, okay. <laughs> uh, when I was little, we had this uh, red and white Volkswagen bus. Remember those? It was called classic now. It's called vintage. Uh, back then, it was like a piece of junk, but we had five kids, so it was the only thing that fit us. And so we all jammed in there, and we had to go see relatives on the other side of the continent. And so we, uh, we would take these long trips across America in our wonderful stick shift Volkswagen bus, which was always overheating. And um, when you're a little kid, you're in the back, and uh, you can't see all that much, and uh, you get a little bit bored. And you say things like, are we there yet? That could drive you crazy after about nine hours. Uh, I, I got to talk to you about something today. The, uh, we're in the middle of a, a series, staying focused on Jesus. And today we're talking about on the way. Now, when we are on the way, traveling across America to see our relatives everywhere... Um, this did come up, you know, and, and basically my mom would say to us something like, well, getting there is half the fun. She said to that to me all as we traveled all over the world <laughs> when I was a little kid, dragging me through museums and stuff. Getting there is half the fun. I'm sorry, are you sure? <laughs> she was sure. There actually is supposed to be joy in the journey, right? Uh, have you ever noticed that all these stories that people write, it's about going somewhere? You ever notice that? How many stories have to do with going somewhere and meeting people along the way and there being meaning in that? It's, I mean, we're talking millions of books written about somebody going somewhere and bumping into people. That is the human situation. So, you and I are on a journey, and a lot of people figure this out. You know, they, they figure out, okay, this, you know, life is a journey. Um, and some people figure out, well, there's supposed to be a destination. Human, the human brain actually has built in this thing that you come from somewhere and you go somewhere. Isn't that odd? The human brain is hardwired. You come from somewhere and you go somewhere. Very interesting. Isn't that interesting? Theologically speaking. Very interesting. Uh, sometimes we're not making the most use, the best use of uh, our being on the way, our going somewhere. Sometimes people have no clue where they're going. They're just wandering around, you know. Spiritually, you could say they might be lost. They, they don't have a destination. They don't know where they're going, where they're headed. Um, 
But on the way, some things are supposed to happen that are meaningful. Every single day, human beings wake up breathing again. That day is supposed to have meaning in it. So as you go about your daily routine, your daily set of whatever it is, there's supposed to be meaning on the way. That's the way God designed it. And uh, I know this because that phrase shows up in the Bible all over the place. On the way. You know, logistically, it comes up over and over and over. They're on their way somewhere. I find it very interesting that in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 7, that uh, it talks about when you are on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. He's talking about teaching your children something. This is what this is about. The law of God, you know, the, the basic design of God, the way things are supposed to be. You and I, especially for parents, are supposed to be teaching our kids something on the way. Now, I think about one thing when this comes up. Cheryl driving our daughter Streza, our oldest daughter, to her piano lessons when she was growing up. She took piano. And then later on, she became a piano teacher. But Cheryl and Streza drove in our pitiful little car cross-country in Howard County, down Mink Road somewhere, I don't know, to this really nice young lady, uh, her house, and, and she was giving Strazer piano lessons. But they had to drive a little ways, and every time they drove, they had the best talks ever. Ever. When Cheryl and I go back and forth to Indiana, um, you know, Seeing folks, less and less now. Um, when we would drive back and forth, even with the kids, Cheryl and I would be talking the whole way. On the whole way. 11 hours, 13 hours, whatever it was. That's a lot of talking. You can actually get to know somebody if you're asking questions. You can get to know somebody all over again. It's fantastic. 13 hours talking to somebody. You should find something out. Now, I'm saying all this because this is the way God has designed things. Nobody can escape it. They came from somewhere. They're going somewhere. They've got to figure it out. You and I can help them figure it out. But at the same time, we have to be doing it. <laughs> we have to be on our way doing these meaningful things that God has laid out in his word. And sometimes we get busy too. We're not doing it. Very interesting. The whole thing is interesting. Um, and I want to go straight to Luke 24. Uh, go with me to Luke 24. And uh, I'm going to actually read most of this passage. Uh, Luke 24, 13 through 40. Yes, we're going to read most of this passage. Um, I just find this a, a very, very fascinating situation. Verse 13. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking, there you go, about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, this is on the way, 
Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. Now think about this. You're delivering the papers and Jesus Christ walks up alongside you. You know, you're making a delivery. You're, you're, doing a, you're going somewhere. You're going to meet somebody and Jesus Christ comes up alongside you. That would be wild. But God kept them from recognizing him. Interesting. He asked them a question. What are you discussing so intently as you walk along on your way? What are you all talking about? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, You must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have appeared there or happened there in the last few days. What things, Jesus asked. The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He came from Nazareth. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. So these people are pretty forlorn. They're pretty down. They don't recognize who he is yet. But they're walking along with him. Then some women from our group of his followers were at the tomb early this morning. And they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing. And they had seen angels who told them, Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see. And sure enough, his body was gone. Just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to, to, to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe that all the prophets wrote, all that they wrote in the scriptures? Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That is a lot of learning on the way. Don't ever use the excuse that, oh, I'm just, I'm only going down the road here. That, you know, I, I don't want to get in some big, long, hairy discussion. You can use any chunk of time to be talking about important spiritual things. And Jesus Christ gives us the example right here. These guys don't recognize him. He's still speaking the truth to them. He's telling them some things that they're supposed to know. And then he adds to it. He actually telling them, he's telling them stuff he didn't even tell them before. He's teaching them stuff on the road, on the road. By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. That's where they were going. Jesus acted as if he were going on. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke 
it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were opened. God used this most familiar thing that we just shared in. Jesus breaking the bread before he was crucified with his followers. As soon as he broke the bread, they recognized him as the Lord. And at that moment, he disappeared. They said to each other, didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found 11 disciples, the 11 disciples and the others who had gathered with them, who said, the Lord has risen. He's really risen. He appeared to Peter. And they explained the rest. They saw him on the road to Emmaus. And on the way, he told them a whole set of things. They learned some stuff that day on the way. And uh, this is the way all of Jesus' teaching was with his disciples, with his apostles. This was the way it happened every single day. They went somewhere. This is the way he taught. This is the way the Lord who saved you, this is the way he operates. He says to you, come, follow me, walk with me. Walk with me. Talk with me. Just like back in the garden. This is the invitation of God, always. He wants us to pay attention to him on the way, every single day. Talking with him every day, through the day, sharing what he says with others as we're spending time with them. Uh, if you're watching my Holy, my Holy Life uh, series on YouTube, you'll notice that we're talking quite a bit about holy moments. And I know Cheryl, in her Titus, Titus 2 thing yesterday, talked about holy moments, uh, even in, in marriage and other relationships. And this is what it's all about. Holy moments straight from God, interactions face-to-face. Now, you can share some nice things online. You know, we do. We actually share and participate with each other uh, through technology. But there's nothing like face-to-face. Face-to-face, Jesus Christ walking with Jesus Christ, Him coming up alongside you, walking with you every day through it. Who's the good shepherd? He is. He's walking you through it. And on the way, he wants you to learn. And on the way, he wants you to share things that you're learning. That's the way it works. And Christians who aren't doing that don't really understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because that's his whole pattern. Jesus' whole pattern is... Teaching his followers on the way every single day. You and I learning from him every single day. Now, Mark 16, uh, 3 through 4 says, On the way they were asking each other, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? 
they're headed there that day. But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. You know, this is what you and I do sometimes. We're on the way somewhere and we're bracing ourselves, (laughs) thinking through all the details. How is this going to happen? What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, the human brain is, it's, it's interesting. So they're spending all their time thinking about a big stone. How are you going to get the stone? And, well, apparently angels move the stone. God moved the stone. So sometimes you and I, as we're on our way somewhere, we, we just need to be praying that God is on it and he is rolling the stone. He is opening all of it up. And he will do what is necessary for us to be on our journey and end up in our destination with him. He will. That's who he is. He set all this up. He knows how it works. That's who he is. And in Luke 4, 28 through 30, he says, But he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. I I, I love these passages because, you know, the leaders at that time... Because Jesus was speaking the truth constantly. <laughs> That's what got him in trouble. You know that, right? Even in the Roman Empire, Jesus Christ got in trouble because he spoke the truth. That's why he says to his followers, hey, you know, you're going to have trouble too. You speak the truth, you're going to have some trouble. And in this case, one more time, the leaders were trying to kill him. From the time he was a baby, leaders were trying to kill Jesus. Go figure. The Lord of all. And human beings were scheming constantly to take him out. That's how messed up human beings are. That's what evil is. But because of who Jesus Christ was... He disappeared from these people the moment they recognized him on that road to Emmaus. And in this case, he disappears from these people in this crowd. He's just gone. And he goes on his way. He continues on his way. God facilitates for you and I to go on our way. He facilitates that. Now, you and I might not be disappearing from people in the middle of crowds, but the Lord Jesus did. God did everything necessary to protect him until the right time. People wanted to kill him, but guess what? It did not happen until he was ready to lay his life down. He had done everything he was supposed to do. And he voluntarily laid his life down on the cross to demonstrate his love in the middle of all of this evil in the world. It's the whole point. It's the whole point. And then Luke 10, 38 through 39, he says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way, this comes up over and over and over, they're on their way somewhere, And uh, in John 4.51, we read, While the man was on his way, some of his servants uh, met him uh, with the news that his son was alive and well. 
And this is a situation where he was going somewhere to try to get Jesus to go somewhere. And God had already dealt with the whole situation. I find that interesting. Because of his faith to go, to seek Jesus, God heals his son. Even before the interaction happens. Very interesting. You and I are on the way with the one who is the way. And he has made a way into holiness. He has made the way into the holy of holies with God the Father. And that's where you and I are headed. We're on the way to be with the Holy Father, God, the living God, the Lord of all, to be with him forever. We are on the way. John Bunyan wrote a book called Pilgrim's Progress. The Pilgrim's Progress. And he was on his way somewhere. And he stopped off different places. But he bumped into all these different people. And it's a Christian allegory type story. But all the people, including him, his name was Christian, all the people in the story had names that had to do with qualities, both bad and good. So there was supposed to be wisdom shared in the way that these different people talked so you could contrast the difference between uh, Mr. Fearing (laughs) and Old Honest or Help. Uh, There's a whole whole set of characters that very interesting. And you and I are on that kind of a journey. And you're supposed to meet a bunch of different people. And they will be all different kinds. Some good, some bad. But God is trying to do something meaningful in your life with every person you interact with, every person you know. If you don't have kids yet, kids, when you get them. You have kids now and when they get older and then with their kids. It's the way it is. God set all of this up so that you and I would learn something from him on the way. I hope that you're learning everything you can learn every day that you're on the way to see him. Everything you and I learn, everything we do should reinforce the journey, should reinforce the destination. We're headed to be with God in heaven. And Jesus Christ is leading us there, leading many sons to glory. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm so thankful that you are one of those who have been called to follow Jesus and to be with him eternally. I'm so glad. If you're here today and you're not, you haven't been baptized into Christ Jesus, or you need to get some things right, some things corrected, with God. I'd like to talk with you right after we're done. You can come forward if you like as we stand and sing.